the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's Friday night. <laughs> it is Friday night. Indeedy. Welcome to the Friday night, the special Friday night edition of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Why am I flashing on? Was there an old TV show from my childhood called The Midnight Special? Was that on Friday nights or was that on Saturday night? Who remembers a TV show called The Midnight Special? I, it was like, was it like a, mu- a, mu- a music show? I honestly can't remember, but I remember the name of it. 888-344-1170. Am I having like some kind of acid flashback where I'm recalling something that didn't really exist? I've never done acid before, so I'm, I'm putting that out there to you 60s people. Um, any- oh, my. <laughs> now, typically on a Friday, it's considered to be typically a slow news day. Not today, boy. Uh, I'm not really sure. If typically Friday's being a slow day is why um, the the <laughs> I got a giggle. The affidavit was released. I reached out to my man, Tom DeBacaro, who's not just a brilliant attorney, brilliant political commentator and historian. Fisherman. And, and yeah, fisherman. Um, I, I reached out to him today and asked him to come on. He's going to come on at 615 to give his analysis. I'm not sure what he's going to be able to analyze, given the fact that this thing uh, um, it's, a whole lot of line outs. It's so redacted. Dr. Gorka had a meme that he put on his Instagram page that said black lines matter. Right. That was like the best meme of the day. <laughs> that was even better than the meme uh, that was going around of Hunter Biden um, sniffing some uh, white lines up, leaving black lines. Anyway, so many jokes uh, going around about this. But we got to take this seriously because this is just a continuation of the weaponization and the the shift of the government of the United States of America oh, uh, solidly 100% away. There's been an about face, a 180, as we were talking about the military uh, before the show. Think about, think about when they do an about face, right? When they're in formation, there's been a complete about face in the U.S. government coming, going away from, turning away from it being one that upholds the U.S. Constitution in its institutions, practicing our government completely away from that and just completely towards pick your ism, whether you want to talk no-co, uh, whether you want to turn and do an about-face in that direction or maybe south, 90 miles south of but Florida. we're the semi-fascists. Yeah, we, yeah, we're the, yeah, right? The, the Democrat Party has long been the party of projection, right? That whatever they're accusing, and that's classic narcissist, by the way, uh, that whatever they're accusing conservatives of, of the or the Republican Party of is solidly what they're doing. 
And in fact, we've seen that play out in all of these phony, this and this raid being a continuation of all these phony, quote, investigations. 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in on this, did you read the affidavit? Do you care? Do you think this matters? Do you think it's going to stop Trump from going forward in any way? There's differing uh, uh, political legal and other opinions on whether or not this was it was something to be completely laughed off or Alan Dershowitz saying that he thinks that there was probable cause in this affidavit and he thinks that there's a chance that uh, Trump might be indicted 888-344-1170 you've always heard, already heard his voice a little bit although he's yawning in my face through the through the the glass don't you eyeball me boy we're talking about my man my partner every night of the week it's dj potato skin yeah you cannot go to a nightclub or do talk shows and look at somebody directly in front of you without their consent mm-hmm. that's right how do i how do i impose that somehow in terms of people coming at me on uh, the social uh, on the socials i mean so you can't stare at somebody in a nightclub it, and by the way the owner of that club's going to be on the show next hour he needs to explain himself i'm going to be i'm going to be polite but you know it's when i'm when when conservatives and, and and this is happening in australia but in in this country here right now if you're conservative there's there's the uh, there's no end to the persecution you face in this country don't, don't be yammering to me about somebody eyeballing you. We right now, according to, and I'm going to get to the affidavit in a minute, but I heard Julie Kelly from AM Greatness, who's done the most reporting of anybody on this January 6th, um, the January 6th tyranny that's going on. Talk about fascism, totalitarianism, authoritarianism. I saw an interview with her today in which she said over 50 field offices across the country. Don't be telling me anymore. That it's just a few at the top of the FBI. Over 50-something field offices across the country from the FBI have participated in crap weasel raids like you've seen go down in Mar-a-Lago, dragging Americans out of their home. What the, what the Department of Justice has done is taken misdemeanor charges, slapped on additional felony crap charges that nobody's ever been prosecuted before so that they can drag people out of their homes, violate their Fourth Amendment rights, throw them in jail with no bail. We've got a crisis in this country. We have turned away from our entire rule of law and we have embraced as a nation complete, utter tyranny. And it's despicable. And that is exactly what's going on. And, and, and you can see, you don't even have to be a comma JD, an attorney, to understand the constitutional rights that were violated in the course of what's happened here with this Mar-a-Lago raid, and what, and, which is a, just a continuation of what started when he came down the es- escalators in 2015. And you don't even have to take my word for it. I want you to listen to attorney Jonathan Turley, who is a far-left Democrat who actually spoke on Trump's behalf and edu- tried to educate America during the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment, which only was born about because Trump was getting too close to reveal the truth about Hunter Biden, the truth about Joe Biden and his abuse of power of his office to line the pockets of his and his family's, uh, you know, bank accounts to Jonathan Turley spoke out at that point about the Constitution that was being shredded as a part of that impeachment. And that in those same efforts continue today. Here's what he had to say about this redacted affidavit. So what happened between June the 8th and the 8th of August? 
to suddenly ring the fire alarms right. and, and say, send in the SWAT team because we've got to get this stuff. We've got to get it. Now. I mean, that's the big question. There's no reference here to the nuclear codes or nuclear information. If you read it just on what we have, this reads like an effort just to get the material back. It doesn't read like uh, we're building a criminal case. But we also haven't read all those blacked out sections. But I'm wondering, did somebody say, you know, it's been this long and there's still not a lock in the room and people are going around? And, and Right. Just that's said, the, like, that's the why you're talking about. And I'm not too sure because what we know is that there was a level of cooperation and continual communications. And then there's also the possibility of other means. You know, you could get some type of injunction from the court. You could get a second subpoena uh, that is quite specific, turn these things over. And it also doesn't explain why they had this open-ended search where they could literally vacuum up everything in the room. One of the things we do know from today is that Merrick Garland absolutely lied in the face of Americans when he came forward and said there was no other less invasive opportunity to get these documents and that it was narrow in scope. This was nothing but a Hoover expedition. And I mean Hoover the vacuum cleaner, not Herbert Hoover. This is absolutely this. The, the Mar-a-Lago was ransacked. Couldn't have been ransacked any better if it was a bunch of, you know, hoods from a street gang going in there. Quite frankly, that's all the FBI is at this point. Oh, we have to redact because we've got to protect individuals, names, witnesses. Well, then why didn't they redact the name of Cash Patel, who worked in the Trump administration? No, they left his name right in there. Well, that tells me that they want a target on his back, because if, if they're saying that other people's names uh, could not be released because it puts a target on somebody's back, then I have to assume that what they wanted in this instance was uh, 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 to put Cash Patel in a dangerous situation. And what was this reference about Cash Patel? It was about an, an, an interview that he had done with Breitbart News back on May 5th. In which uh, Cash Patel, who was um, the former Trump Pentagon chief of staff, who at the time, and, and of course, with the, when it comes to the Pentagon, that involves what? It involves classified documents related to national security. And in this interview with Breitbart, uh, Cash Patel had said that Trump declassified all of these materials beforehand and that it's possible that the White House counsel had failed to generate the paperwork to change the classifications. But that doesn't mean that the information wasn't classified. He says, I was there with President Trump when he said we are declassifying this information. And that's all that has to be done. Here's a little civics education brought to you by Mark, um, Mark Davis. From the Article 3 project, he said what they're trying to do here is trying to uh, criminalize something, three areas in which Donald Trump cannot possibly be held uh, uh, criminally responsible for. He cannot possibly be charged because the as commander in chief, he can't violate the Espionage Act because he is the commander in chief. He has sole discretion on what should be classified and what shouldn't. You can't charge him with the, with the Espionage Act because he's the, he's the one that makes all the decisions. Do you follow me? It's pretty straightforward. So don't be comparing anymore him to Hillary Clinton and why she violated the Espionage Act because she was Secretary of State. She was not in charge of making decisions on what was classified. She was charged with keeping classified information from getting in the wrong hands and made a decision to put classified information on a private server, which was intent. The second thing is, he can't be charged with obstruction of justice 
It's legally impossible for him to obstruct justice when he had the authority to, uh, when, uh, um, let me, uh, this is getting in the weeds legally. This is where I need to bring Tom DeBacaro in. He says that they didn't have part of the reason why it's legally impossible for Trump to be obstructing justice is because they didn't have the authority to investigate him in the first place. How can he be obstructing justice of an investigation that was illegal in the first place? And why? Because the second point that Mark Davis was saying is that Trump has the sole authority to determine whether or not documents in his possession are to be considered personal documents or professional documents, because that's some of the issue that's at play here. Well, some of these documents he has in his possession are really considered uh, professional and therefore need to stay with the archivist. So basically, there's no way that this is a legitimate, uh, that he could be charged with any crimes and should be uh, be investigated for crimes or could even be legally held because as chief of, of commander in chief, he can't violate the Espionage Act because he has the sole discretion on whether or not they're classified. He has the sole authority to determine whether or not documents are personal or professional. And it's legally impossible for him to obstruct justice when they don't even have the authority to investigate him because of the aforementioned two points. And on top of it, what we did, what was unredacted today was that just like what they did in the Russian collusion hoax is they used news reports from people as though it was evidence. Since when is CBS in Miami, our intelligence community, and and they're the people who get to decide what's classified and what's not? It's insane. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Tom DeBacaro to get his perspective. I was in a good mood for a few moments ago, and now I'm not. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I was in such a good mood when I sat down ready to roll on Friday night. Then I started talking about this affidavit situation down in Florida. And then I got all cranky. So we got my buddy, Tom DeBacaro, brilliant attorney, historian, political commentator, book author here. And hopefully he's also going to add A.K. Tamer to his mix of skills. And he's going to get me in a good mood over this situation down in Florida. And Trump, hello, my dear. What you got for me tonight to cheer me up? Wait a minute. A.K. Tamer? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I, that is... <laughs> I'm not sure I can handle that. Uh, Look, this affidavit is part and parcel to a very politicized and dangerous FBI and DOJ. We talked about my Fox article the last time Mm -hmm. uh, about that. Uh, The release today, quite honestly, doesn't make them look any better. Kind of makes them look worse uh, because... There's no evidence that there was anything particular significant, but even if there was, and there was a technical violation, number one, a mature judge would have said simply this, I got your application. We're having a hearing in five days. Trump people are going to be here. You have five days to work this out, or I'm going to make a decision. And that decision would be at most a motion to compel for him to hand it over. There was no reason for the drama other than politics. So that's bad. Number two, 
they did this 90 plus days out, the plus part, because, oh, we don't want to influence elections. Well, that's a bunch of horse pucky. The reality is that this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. But because they're so ham fisted with it, the Republicans are more unified. They're even more unified behind your guy, Trump. And they're, this is backfiring political and Joe Biden saying, oh, I had no idea. On the one hand, he has, no, has very little idea about anything. <laughs> but the notion, see, you're laughing. I'm making you laugh. This I paid a true. lot of money for these jokes. I want you to laugh. <laughs> On the one hand, he, maybe he doesn't know a lot about a lot. But look, very politicized. This is the danger of big government. And if you can hear my voice, stop voting for big government and start supporting smaller government because the government big enough to go after your neighbor is big enough to be looking in your yard. Well, yeah. And that's what the 87,000 IRS agents are about to be doing. They're just nice people that are going (laughs) to go after the rich. Yeah. Well, and well, yeah. And not to mention the fact that, you know, we, there's still so many conservatives saying it's just a few people at the top of the FBI. When Julie Kelly from AM greatness has done some of the most, the most intensive, deep dive into the January 6th, the commission, what happened on that day, what didn't happen on that day, what's gone on with the roundup of 800 Americans uh, that were uh, rounded up by the FBI and prosecuted. Uh, I saw her today and she said that there were over 50 field offices, that there are agents, thousands of agents across this country that have participated in the violations of due processes of Americans and rounding up these Americans uh, to that they've taken misdemeanor trespassing crap and added phony felony charges and that they, uh, you know, just for the purpose of making an example of MAGA to justify that MAGA is a bunch of fascist and domestic violence extremists. We know that FBI whistleblowers have come out and said that at field offices across the country that they're they're trumping up and and cooking the books with the number of investigations against domestic violence extremists. This I said five years ago, Tom DeBacaro, that we'll all be Michael Flynn. It, but if we're not careful and, and here we are, you know, every American out there, even you Democrats, think about this. What Tom is saying is that, that you maybe you as much as you hate Trump, you must understand that at some point it will be you having agents raid your home and sift through your drawers just for the purpose of f- looking and searching to find something that they can criminally charge you with. Am I wrong? Am I being hyperbolic? Well, if you 20 years ago, you would have told people the DOJ would be hog tying Republicans, but not Democrats. People would have said, am I being hyperbolic? Am I being wrong? But now that has happened. This is this is endemic to big government. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Lord Acton. These guys think they can get away with this. They think they know what's best for the country. They are getting away with it. So, no. Look, I last year I, I sold, not last year, a couple of months ago, I had tickets to a, a Scorpions concert, but I am going to the next one. And I had to sell them because I couldn't go. So on Ticketmaster, I resell them. I had to give the IRS my information to sell $700 worth of tickets. Whoa. Why? Because wow. I was making money off it. So, yes, they're in everything. Look, we have known for since James Clapper 
that they are looking into our messages for for years with no warrant. Fourth Amendment violations. We know that the, they're doing these things and, and they keep doing it and nothing stops. So the answer to your question is technology only helps them do this. And if anyone is out there listening and thinking you're not next, you already have been. Your messages and even attorney-client privilege. Mm. I actually, I have stopped sending important emails to clients now. It used to be, uh, you know, a great, easy thing to do. I have stopped doing it because I, I, I assume, because I wrote this op-ed against the DOJ and FBI, that they have me on their list. Of course they do. I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, somebody made a point today, real quick, I've only got a minute left, that, and I don't remember who it was, it might have been Dershowitz. Um, no, it wasn't. Um, might have been Gregory Jarrett, an attorney either way, who said that that... Joe Biden and the Biden administration, the Biden administration, not Joe Biden, he's pretending he doesn't know about it, um, have made a decision to revoke Trump's um, executive privilege. And that's unconstitutional. We can't be in a situation to where some new POTUS gets to just take remove somebody, a past president's a past president's privilege. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's absurd that they think that they can do this. And Trump will prevail legally. But that's not their goal. You mentioned yeah. their goal. Shouting down MAGA. And you don't have to be MAGA for, it, for this to matter to you. Because if this is what our government's going to be doing, you'll be out of favor one day, too. Yep. And, and you'll be at risk. So this is today's affidavit release shows that it's trumped up. But that doesn't reduce the danger that lies ahead. Well, Tom DeBacaro, thank you for being here. Tell everybody quickly how they can read that op-ed you wrote in case uh, they didn't get to see it. You can go to Fox News tomorrow. I have a new op-ed on, on Newsom banning gas cars. Ooh. And then you'll be able to see my other ones right there as well. All right. Thank you for being here, my dear. You did a good job with AK Taming. So right, have, a, have a good weekend. And you guys stay tuned because Friday means Bob Walters and he's going to be here with the roundup of crazy happening in the school. So don't go away. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm not even going to let this affidavit situation ruin my mood. I'm in a great mood because it's Friday. I'm going to have a phenomenal weekend. I get to spend another night with you guys here. And of course, Friday means my buddy Bob Walters. Call sign Don Quixote. Hello, my dear. Good to be here. I'm ready to go. Uh, well, you you take it away, my baby. Go ahead. All right. Well, we got the school board in a little town called Wales, Wisconsin. It's the Kettle Marine Board. Never heard of them. Okay. Has ruled to ban display of any political or religious propaganda in classrooms. This specifically includes pride and Black Lives Matter flags. They're not allowed in the classrooms anywhere in that district. Good. That's good. Then you got California as the first state in the union to give all students free lunches for every class in the state. Prior to this, only poor students with parents on limited income or living in poor areas were given free meals. Not anymore. We'll spend all the money we got just to buy free 
lunches for everybody and get more votes for the Democrats come next election. Well, right. I mean, this is this is just, you know, on the heels of now we've got, you know, um, just more income redistribution. It's just about looting the Treasury, whether it's at the federal level, the state level, the local level to buy votes. It's about using the schools, in my opinion, Bob, to continue to further the notion of it's using the schools to be the little um, petri dishes and and not indoctrination centers for socialism, right? That the government's going to provide for you. Here's the government providing your education, the government providing your food. You know, it's it's conditioning kids to get their um, to be provided for by the government, and there's no reason for why. And, and quite frankly, you know, I, I'm not even sure I agree. Well, I don't know. It's, it's tough because we did, you know, get our lunches when we were at school provided um, by some of the schools. Uh, oftentimes, I remember taking my lunch. Um, if, if your tax, if your taxpayer dollars are involved, I think the kids should get should get a lunch included, but not breakfast. Not breakfast. I mean, you know, where does it end? You, you know, you're the now we, we're going to have to have the taxpayers pay because, you know, um, Johnny wants to take flute lessons. You know, where does it end? That's true. It really is. All right. Then you got the Republican lieutenant governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. This is a strange story. He now calls for eliminating science and social studies in elementary schools. And I thought, well, that's weird. But it goes on to explain, only middle and high school should get such classes. Quote, they don't need at this age, and bracket, to be learning social studies, which actually focuses on social justice and equity. Mm. Good point. And science classes spend more time talking about climate change and has nothing to do with science in today's discussions. So this would be just for elementary school. He's basically going to take social studies and science off, off the table? Right, because you said they're abused. They're just front front titles for, for leftist programs. They have nothing to do with those particular topics. I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, what do you think, Bob? I mean, I do think that there can be 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, and 10-year-olds that, you know, that have an aptitude for science. You know, we used to have back in my day and in your day, which is about the same days, where, you know, we had, you know, um, science fairs. And, you know, kids would make volcanoes and kids would make, you know, the solar system out of, you know, styrofoam balls and stuff. Um, that's back when, you know, kids were schools were actually just teaching regular stuff. But, yeah, so but that is science. They were teaching real topics, not make believe topics. But anyway, he's also pushing for more charter schools, which has inflamed the teachers union against him. Mm, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now you got a new Florida. This is good. A new Florida teaching teacher training aims to indoctrinate educators with conservative views on American history, the Constitution, and even Christian nationalist values. This is put out, of course, by Governor DeSantis. Mm. Amazing. He's that he is just on fire. And you know what's disappointing, Bob, is that we've got other Republican governors across this country. I don't understand why they're not it just looking at him and going, yeah, let's do that here. Yeah, he's, he's really all by himself, by and large. It's a shame. Yeah, I mean, there's pockets of other good stuff, like the story you just recalled in, in, in that one area about, um, you know, removing social studies and science and stuff. There's like pockets going on, but there's there's he's the only one who's truly across the board, particularly with schools, just, you know, he is the true anti-woke warrior 
Um, so, but uh, you know, I think it's going to start catching on more. And we're getting, you know, I've I've noticed recently that your good news report, your good news versus the crazy is is increasing. Yeah, me too. Which makes me feel good. <laughs> well, yeah. Then you got a Missouri school district reinstates spanking with, <gasps> with, but only with parental consent. Caswell School District, which is near Springfield, Missouri, considers this to be a last resort for those students who don't respond to verbal discussion or rectal activity. They just won't. They won't change their behavior, their activities, so they can be spanked. What grades? Rectal. What grades is this? Starting from the third grade up. Wow. Um, what do you think about this? Because the whole spanking topic, even with parents spanking kids, the whole spanking topic can be very controversial. Yeah, but you know, when I went to school, they did spank. They had a paddle. And I don't remember them getting my parents' permission to spank a kid. I never got spanked, but I saw kids get spanked. Well, yeah. And you know what? Sometimes that's enough, right? You see some other kid get embarrassed in front of the class. Right. And then, then that, you know, is a deterrent for the other kids to act straight. And I think that... You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd be interested to see what the listeners have to say about that if anybody wants to weigh in. You can email me, AndreaKShow.com, and yeah. even during the show, because I know it is controversial. And, I've, and, when I've, and when I've put it out on the socials about spanking, I, I get a, you know, pretty much an even split. I think when it comes to schools, I think I like the idea that the parents get a right to decide opt-in of it and you know and i'm sure that there i don't know if the article gives you details on what it what it looks like you know i mean how many how is the spanking corporal punishment administered do you know do they give details there was no video no i couldn't tell (laughs) okay well i mean i didn't know if they were like well we're gonna you're gonna get two you know smacks with the paddle or or you know how how that's gonna work um detail would you look up usa today in the issue of 82022 Okay. We made more they could read on it. All right, excellent. Okay, college crazies. Cal Matters, I never heard of that, reports that more needs to be done to close the graduation gap between blacks and other students in the University of California. The six year rate stands at fifty percent for blacks versus sixty three percent overall. This hasn't changed in years. The black sociology professor says that CSU just hasn't done a proper job of providing education supports for blacks what they really need. There should be more black faculty, tutoring, and more effort at black resource centers to give them a sense of community and help them with mental health issues. Oh, my God. Well, Even though the day, today there is as many black professors as black students, critics say this is not enough. Whether this is all will really help is seen in Northridge with a high black student count and lots of facilities and programs to help them, yet their gap remains at 22%. So It's interesting. Alan, Go- yeah, it really is. It's just like sometimes I think this CRT teaching them that the blacks, that they're just impoverished and, and discriminated against, so you'd never be anything, and yet they're urged to go to college, they end up with a hundred thousand dollar debt, and they don't have anything they could really do, and they fall fall out of college. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, so much of academics, like we we interviewed Ben Carson here on the show uh, a couple of months ago, and he grew up in extreme poverty. Uh, his father left his mother when they were very young. He and his brother, his brother now is I think a NASA scientist or something, or literally a rocket scientist, and basically it was his mother 
who, you know, told him to read a book and encourage them to focus on academics. I mean, so much. And, and to me, you know, that's the case in whether or not we're talking about, you know, why the Asian community has such a high rate of valedictorians and high grade point averages and, you know, get into all these, you know, I mean, Harvard had to basically take measures to reduce uh, the admissions of Asian students because they were so ha- uh, above and beyond any other, you know, identity politics class. I mean, to me, I guess my point is sometimes kids are born just being, you know, loving to learn and it's just a part of who they are as a human being. But oftentimes it's the culture in the home that makes a difference, right? In terms of their desire to lead, to, to, to learn and their priorities and it, and it has less and, and they, the left wants to make it be all about, uh, the disenfranchised communities. Well, we have more money going to these school districts across the country, even the poorest, than we have, you know, ever had in this country. And we've got libraries, we've got the internet. There's just no excuse for anybody to be, you know, uneducated. It's to me, it's a cultural issue. And and I and I haven't found any story. And maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, since you're the education expert here and you do the research. I haven't found one story or you have not reported on one piece of evidence that shows that a black student learns better because their teacher is black. I agree. That has not been proven anywhere. No. And there's been, there's been some great reports done between yeah. charter schools and public schools like in New York City. But that had no impact. Nope. No, exactly. Uh, anyway, UCLA has created a database to track attacks on CRT. I didn't know that. Wow. Funded with a $100,000 grant from Lumina Foundation in Indiana. The information is supplied with groups, supplies to groups supporting CRT and helps identify those who seek to kill such programs so that action can be taken against them in their local communities. Wow. So they're tracking anti CRT activities so that they can target the individuals or the, the, acti- groups. Or the groups that are against CRT. Wow. I swear. Well, you know, our our own government, by the way, has done that. That's part of Merrick Garland's counterterrorism group to identify anybody that's anti-CRT, pro-America, believes in limited government, ever questions the outcome of an election. Those are all categories or identifiers for Merrick Garland and the left as being uh, domestic terrorists. Yeah, that's why they remove... uh uh, conservatives of that mentality out of the military now because they're considered fascists in good, the military. Good point. Although little break, little news before we take a break with Bob, there was a judge that I read uh, yesterday that it, that had stopped uh, so much of this with these shot mandates going on is about purging uh, free thinkers, independent thinkers, you know, traditional conservative Americans, you know, from the military. And a judge did rule yesterday uh, to. St- put an injunction to stop the military from getting, you know, um, firing and discharging military that don't want the shot. We're going to take a break. Bob is going to stick around, of course, as usual. He's not going to go anywhere and neither should you. So come on back for Bob Walters, call sign Don Quixote and more of the Andrea K show. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, rolling along into the final segment of Hour 1 of tonight's Andrea K Show, which means we're continuing on rolling along with our buddy Bob Walters. Uh, you got some more college crazies for us tonight? 
Yeah, afraid I do. <laughs> <laughs> University of California at Berkeley has added a requirement to any job applicant that they must write an essay on how they would support diversity, equity, and inclusion, along with full support of CRT. Wow. So that's, that's an admission requirement now? Yep, it is. And those who won't will not be hired, which, in my opinion, violates Martin Luther King's urging to judge people by the character and skills, not the color of their skin. It's amazing how we're going backwards in so many of these institutions. Well, yeah, and they call themselves progressive. There's nothing. Oh, prog- yeah. There's nothing progressive about this, Bob. This is this is the same old, tired, communist crap that has not worked anywhere that it's ever been implemented. It's just and um, it's it's just disturbing that so many people have bought into it. But they have because one of the reasons why, as you've been reporting now for years, is that we've taken history out of our schools. We don't teach we don't teach American exceptionalism. We don't teach what's good about America, why our system is so amazing here in this country, what's what and 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 how it compares to other, you know, countries and other systems. And that's why DeSantis you reported a couple weeks ago, I think it was, that he's going to be he's requiring schools across the state to teach about communism, the reality of communism, the truth about communism. Another Florida victory. Yep. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, they got Virginia colleges are about to get name changes to rid affiliation to historic slave owners. The okay. battle These will include Patrick Henry, who was a great speaker in our founding fathers, Lord Fairfax, and John Tyler. Racist mascots such as Indian headdresses and symbols will also now be forbidden in all schools. Even though many of the tribes want to keep them in play, think that they're a tribute to their native culture, not negative. Well, right, because, in fact, I think the Washington Redskins, I read a few years ago, that that was actually, that image was of an actual Native American Indian, and his family had approved of that image being used. In fact, I think, you know, they they changed the name, I don't even, the Washingtons, I don't even know what they call themselves now, Um, but uh, but his... his, grandchildren or great-grandchildren or whatever, you know, they wanted that symbol to continue. There was, There's nothing defamatory, you know, about it, right? I mean, this is this whole thing about cultural appropriation is just another aspect of the cultural Marxist movement to divide us up, to tell the different groups that they're victims. You know, when you can't even – how do kids even dress up? Can't, you can't even dress, dress a kid up for Halloween anymore, Bob, because what did we dress up as, right? Um, Indians or, you know – uh, I don't know what what you know whatever else you can you know nobody can you can't dress a kid up anymore. I know it's just uh, it's it's really sad because we, we, it's like the Florida University with Seminole Indians that was their their Seminole Indians were yeah, considered the Seminoles and they did away with them but the Seminole Indians rose up so strong they put the name back on. Oh, uh, I never knew that. That's a win. That's a win. That's where the Indians actually took a stand and, and demanded they be returned. And they did. They Good returned for them. It. Good for them. All right. A state judge has just issued a ban on the new law forbidding transgender kids from playing in girls' sports. This is in Utah. It was called too discriminatory. I don't know how you can, how you can say that's discriminatory, but that's what the state judge appointed by Biden uh, ruled. 
two days ago. Well, it's and insane. You- Today's supposed to be, you know, Women's Equity Day or something like that today. And, and it's interesting because, you know, these these, you know, big days that um, that the left chose to celebrate. Right. Some of them now, when it comes to women, they've completely abandoned because they've abandoned the, the, the left that was supposed to be about feminism and women and women's rights have now completely thrown women under the bus. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, in fact, Washington Post, WAPO did, did an op-ed today in which they said that trans athletes are good for girls because it will teach them how to lose gracefully, Bob. <laughs> it's pathetic. It's it pathetic. Really it's destroying women. It's awful. Yeah. Well, is that another college crazies? The Biden administration has just canceled all student debt up to $10,000 per mm-hmm. student who are now paid by those that makes less than 125000 per year. This will be a total of $330 billion spent by the federal government, which then, of course, we have to reimburse, mm-hmm. who have decided they're not going to pay the bill and don't have to pay the bill, thanks to Democrat leaders who want to get some votes again in November. Yeah, just looting our treasury to buy votes. And, of course, you and I both know why they chose this. There's all kinds of Americans that are suffering right now and in debt, many of which are business owners out here in California under COVID, right? We know that what this is about. It's about, you know, they choosing these little socialist soldiers that come out of these socialist institutions and rewarding them and keeping them hooked and guarantee, trying to, thinking they're going to guarantee the votes uh, for Democrats in December we got two minutes left. What else you got for us tonight in two minutes? It shows that Georgia's largest school district, Gwinnett County, mm-hmm. is once again facing charges on fairness in this application of discipline in their schools, which is focused on blacks. For kids that have been ongoing behavior issues or disciplinary or other safety concerns, the kids are sent to alternative schools for disruptive kids who don't respond to other discussion efforts. A large majority are black. 1,393 students in that district in 2019, for instance, were put into those schools. It's a shame, but, you know, it is part of the problem. And these kids are growing up with no parents and being told in CRT classes that they're the victim of everything. So they're going to act like they're the victim. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, people, I'm not a parent, but I've been around a lot of kids. And, and oftentimes kids will rise to the level of the expectations. You've reported on different groups of men being mentors, putting, you know, jackets and, you know, suit jackets and ties on these young men and, you know, setting, you know, standards of behavior and expectations of them. And they rise to that level. Right. So right. In fact, next next month, 100 black men with 100 black students We'll have their uh, big sit-down session to talk about the future and, and pushing these students on to become something valuable in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. We we need more of that instead of oh, yeah. instead of the message going to black kids and kids of color that that America is so bad that they can never achieve anything. I mean, that's just heartbreaking to me. I can't imagine. I grew up poor. I'm the daughter of two Marines, but but I was taught that I could still do anything I wanted to do in this country. You know, I can't imagine implanting inside the brain of a kid hopelessness that they can't achieve anything that they got to sit back and eat you know the government food that's being shoved to them it's just it's just disappointing we've got about 45 seconds left my dear okay washington examiner reports that millions of dollars are spent on efforts to shoehorn critical race theory into math curriculum they cannot teach wokeness and math and expect the kids to perform better even correct answers are seen as a function of white supremacy. Wow. <laughs> a sore other virtues such as hard work and punctuality, good grammar, fair-mindedness, and other life habits that provoke good spirits. 
Plus well, we're about kids. out of time, Bob. Wrap us up. We the kids. Dot us. Us. It's the whole of them. They're a good group. All right. Well, thank you for being here, my dear. We're going to talk about your new book next week. All right. Love you. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Andrew K Show on its way. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.